0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here as always. We have a really fun show planned for you today. I can't wait to dig into it. And I hope everyone had a great weekend. It was another sunny weekend in Seattle, which makes a huge difference for me mentally. And I think for a lot of people, there were a lot of people out walking and um, just enjoying their families. And we did a, a bunch of yard work much to our teenagers dismay. They weren't really into it. But since they are trapped at home with us, there's just not many other things for them to do. So I want to talk briefly this morning just about something I've been thinking about in light of all of this COVID-19. It is a really strange existence right now, isn't it? I, I don't know about you, but I kind of find myself vacillating between being really mentally strong and productive and sort of trying to carry on business as usual to just wanting to veg out and drown myself in TV and baked goods. So I was thinking about some of the things that I miss and I really miss hugging my friends and sitting face to face with actual people. I mean, I love Zoom. It has been a great tool to use, but even that for me, I'm finding it's a great way to stay connected, but it's also really tiring. So I don't know how many of you follow me on social media and may have seen my post last week on resting, but I just wanted to touch on it today because I think it's really important as we start another week of this stay home order. You know, when I started this journey with staying home, I think I sort of, upon reflection, I think I sort of lost my mind. I started, as I do a lot of things, with just this fervor of like, I'm going to do more. I have all this time now. I am going to be more organized at the end of this. I'm going to be in better shape because now I have time to work out. I'm going to try cooking new recipes. All of these things that I started to add or put pressure on myself for, I think I just felt in my mind like I was going to have more time because I was home. But the thing for me that I realized after, I think it was after the first two weeks, I sort of crashed and burned and just found myself feeling really overwhelmed. And I was talking to a good friend about it. And she said to me, you know, you don't have to do any of that right now. You don't have to launch anything new. You don't have to create anything big. You like, what if you just took a couple of weeks and just settled down and took care of you and your family? And it was really interesting because when I started to really think about all of the things that I was trying to do, and I was trying to put structure in place for myself, the truth is that being home has given me back a little bit of time each day. Because I'm not spending, you know, time commuting, which takes a lot of time or time getting ready for work. So I have a little bit of time each day, but I'm also at home with two teenagers and three dogs, which also take time and energy for me. So I actually, the, whatever I was telling myself about having all this extra time, it wasn't true. It was just in my mind. I thought because I was home more, I should be doing all of these things. So here's what I started doing last week that really helped me, because the truth also for me is that I have some responsibilities with work and the show and some things that I'm doing that aren't going to go away. But I thought, I'm going to try changing how I approach them. So last week, I started just to focus more each day on resting and taking care of myself instead of putting some pressure on myself to do things like clean the house or you know, make this amazing meal. I decided to give myself permission just to take a walk, to do what I felt like doing at the time, instead of forcing myself to do something else. So I also, even on those walks, I gave myself time to just walk quietly by myself, listening to music or a podcast, instead of feeling like that also needed to be productive time. In the beginning, I was using that walking time It's time to call people on my to-do list, make calls, and that's not that relaxing and regenerating either. So I cooked dinner, but I also ordered takeout a few times. I let the laundry go. I went to bed early and made peace with the fact that my kids were staying up too late. And one big choice for me that I just want to say to all of you is that I decided intentionally to not do a newsletter this month. I was feeling so much angst. I usually would have sent it out this past Sunday, yesterday, and I was feeling so much angst over it. And the, the productivity police in my head were just clamoring around saying, oh my gosh, you need to write it. You need to write it. You need to write it. And I love to write. But I finally just told myself, like, I got to let it go because I actually don't think it really matters. I think you all are gonna be okay without a newsletter this month. And I also think we have so much information coming at us right now from so many different sources. I just don't think we need another thing to read. So I decided not to do it. And guess what? I feel pretty good. Once I let go of that decision, I felt pretty good. I feel less overwhelmed and more calm. And I'm gonna try this week to look for other things to not do. So here's your food for thought. What can you not do? What can you let go of? Are there things that you are pressuring yourself to do right now that actually don't need to be done right now? Or maybe they even don't need to be done at all. What would happen if you just gave yourself a little grace and a little break because the truth is that whether you're working full-time at home with kids or whatever you're doing right now during this time, it's taking a lot of mental energy from all of us to be home more. And there's a lot of fear. So join me this week. Let's just encourage each other to do less. Encourage your friends. Encourage your neighbors. Encourage yourself. Encourage your children. But just do less. This is not going to last forever. And let's try to come out of it not feeling exhausted. That is advice I'm giving to myself, by the way. I'm not preaching at you. Okay, so speaking of letting go, I want to jump into our show for the day. I have a really fun show planned for you today, and it's a really different show. A show that isn't going exactly how I planned, and you'll understand why in a moment. But first, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Susie Cohen. Susie is an entrepreneur and personal stylist who impacts women by guiding them through the somewhat intimidating, I think, world of fashion and closet cleanouts.
1: Welcome, Susie. Thank you, Sam. I love what you just said. It was awesome.
0: Oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, I want you just to tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into the interview. So, tell us about awesome. you.
1: So my name is Susie Cohn. I'm a native New Yorker, if you couldn't tell from my accent. I have been living in Washington since 1995. And I have two children, Sophie and Drew, and my husband is Steve. And just, you know, there's always been one constant in my life, my deep love of people and my deep love of fashion. I believe that the art of self-expression through our actions and what we wear really creates the person we portray. So loving what you're wearing can change the energy of your entire day.
0: I love it. And Susie, I also just want, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I want to say you are, you have found your, what I think is totally your calling and your niche, but you actually have been an entrepreneur for a long time. So I'm really excited to talk a little bit more about that and where that comes from, because I think I think your story is amazing, so I cannot uh, wait to so talk about sweet. it. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it, but first, I want to tell everybody, so Susie, we had grand plans before this show, didn't we?
1: We did. We, we did. did. We did.
0: I was so excited, so um, we were actually going to go through my closets and do a massive cleanout. And I was so excited about the process and experiencing it and then talking about it on the show because I've never worked with a stylist. And so I was a little bit nervous and we'll talk about that later too, but of course that didn't happen. So here we are instead in our homes with our coffee and our slippers on a zoom call, but We started thinking about it and here's the thing and here's why we decided to still continue to do the show even without doing that closet clean out. We have so much to talk about because really what Susie was just saying, there's so much more to what she does. It's really not just the clean out. It's really about connection, right? Mm -hmm. Everything. Yep. Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about because the whole premise of the show is around connection and compassion for others. And that's what you do. That's what you're rooted in. So we are going to do a clean out and I can't wait. And I promise to report back to everyone and post some pictures and, and so they can actually experience it alongside us. But in the meantime, Susie, you have a lot to say about, gosh, I think life, love, being a businesswoman, and women
1: in general, right? Yes. You're so sweet. You're making me cry.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I hope that's a good thing. I think that's a yeah, good. Thing. Of course. So I want to take one really quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how things are going right now. And then we're going to jump into some of the really important work you do. But first okay. let's take a quick break. Everyone, you are listening to the imperfection wins show on KKNW 1150. We'll be right back.
2: This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you are building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the greater east side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, dash build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R, dash build.com for Urban Restoration.
0: Seattle, Tacoma,
1: Antwerp. That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com.
0: Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today on this lovely morning with Susie Cohen. And we are having a great conversation, but it's about to get better. So keep listening. So, Susie. Let's talk a little bit before we get into the work that you do. I just want to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and what's happening in your world. And I try to start every show with that because I think everyone is being impacted and everyone's being impacted in different ways. So tell me, so
1: how are things going right now? How are you coping? Well. To be honest, it's been, you know, it's been a really challenging time for me, just not only in business, but just as a person, you know, I consider myself very empathetic. So all this sadness and darkness really affects me in, you know, just the weight of the world and the uncertainty. So I I really struggle with that, but I am trying to find gratitude every day. And I do have both my children home from college. So that's been, of course, a blessing. But also sad because my daughter's a senior at Tulane and my son's a freshman at University of Oregon. So I feel sad that they're not in their happy places where they should be. But in regard to my business, I have a showroom in Madison Park and I spend a lot of time there. But I also spend a lot of time out and about with women in stores and with women in their closets. So not being able to do that is a real missing for me.
0: Yeah. It's really hard, isn't it? When you are someone I'm like you, I'm such a relationship person. And I, I, I do enjoy being alone actually when I'm trying to be creative, but I get Mm -hmm. a lot of my energy from just being in relationship, like actually like physically in same space as other people. Yes. So that is hard. So Susie, is there anything that you're doing now? Anything new that you're trying or that you just didn't have time to do before?
1: Uh, you know, I, I wish I was more creative with the online and virtual stuff. I just Mm -hmm. am such an in-person person. So I have done a few virtual closets and I'm trying to be active on my Instagram account. So I do little videos on that. But one of the things that my family has taken on, my daughter got back from college and I was very worried because she loves her school so much and was obviously devastated about leaving So we got some crafts when she first got home from college and started with tie-dye, which every millennial and teenager is doing during the quarantine. And she has a style blog as well. And she started a tie-dye hoodie fundraiser that's raised close to $7,000 in two weeks. And it's been unbelievable. It really has been such a blessing in the silver lining of this quarantine because my job in the process is the delivery person. So it feeds me because I get to see people from afar and every day I get texts and pictures of people in their hoodies and she sold close to 350. It's
2: so we, so stopped,
1: amazing. we stopped the operation for a few days and now we're starting up on Wednesday because I think we literally have bought up all the rich tie diet in <laughs> Western Washington. So we're getting a new, we're doing a new run for people and then it'll be Wednesday through Sunday and we'll start up again. So that's been a really great, process because it keeps me busy. It gives me something to do. I'm out and about. I've driven everywhere from Muckle to Lake Taps. So I know the city quite well. And it's actually one thing that's lovely is there's no traffic. I know. Oh my gosh. That's a huge thing that's lovely. But
0: yeah. I have to say, so my daughter, my 18 year old daughter ordered one of your daughter's tie-dye sweatshirts and it's just so happy. I, it makes me happy when she wears it. Actually, I want to take it from her, Um, but I think that it's just a really, what I love about it is that it's very purposeful. Your daughter, and this is obviously something we're going to talk more about that's been instilled by you and your husband is just she found purpose and a way to give back in the midst of what is a dark time and a scary time and uncertain time. And I think for her to dive into to something purposeful like that, that's for others at such a young age is really amazing. And the fact that she has stuck with it and has raised so much money, it I really, know. I mean, it's really amazing. And it other,
1: it, it, yeah, it, it's awesome. It was so funny because we were out the other day. She's like, mom, Bill Gates is my spirit animal. Like she really now gets like giving money away at, with doing the act. I mean, she's been working like a dog. It's like full sweatshop at my house. You can't even <laughs> imagine what's going on here. So it's been really, it's been really, it's been really, really cool. I, I just think
0: that that's so cool and something you can do as a family. And I know, yeah. you know you've had them, um, you've been promoting them on social media and I would love for anyone listening that wants to support to order one. So will you just, um, give your daughter's
1: Instagram so that people can go Absolutely. order too? She will be putting up the link again on Wednesday, but her Instagram is style with Soco S O C O.
0: Awesome. So you've got, so yours is style with Susie and hers is style with Soka. Well, so, Mother, yeah. daughter. You yeah. are a, ma- a major mother-daughter duo. Oh my gosh. I love
1: it. Yeah. So I that's, love it's, it. It's
0: fun. Well, let's talk about the work that you're doing now. So I have so many questions about this and um, I want to just start with what led you in to the work that you're doing now because right now so just to remind anyone who's just tuning in you are doing personal styling yeah. and part of that work also can include major closet clean out which
1: yeah which awesome. is yes which is really where it all begins okay so
0: tell so tell us how you got into this work and then I, I for sure want to talk about the process
1: okay so Basically, my husband and I had owned a franchise called The Little Gym. We owned three of them for 13 years. And it was probably some of the most powerful work I've ever done because I was a gymnastics teacher, which is ridiculous because I have zero gymnastics skills. But it really (laughs) was about teaching social and emotional skills to children. I was taught from 12 months to six years. So it was gymnastics, but it really was all about working with families and working with children and instilling confidence. And we had that for 13 years. We ended up selling it. And on the side, I was always helping my friend shop. And a friend of mine said, would you be interested in selling this clothing line? And it's called Etc. And it's only sold through people like me. So there's about 500 sellers around the country. I was like, you know what, let me check it out. It wasn't that big of a financial investment, and I had such support from my husband and my network of friends, and I am a very gut-type person, and it just felt like this is your calling within Perfection Wins. It just felt it's time to get back to my fashion roots. So I started with one trunk show out of my living room, and I have amazing people in my life, and people came out, and my first show was great, and then from there, it just It really took off and in my years doing it, I became a top 10 seller in the country, which gave me so many opportunities. And out of selling the clothes, I decided what I need to do more. So that's when I started doing closets professionally and then taking people shopping anywhere and everywhere because not everybody has the budget to afford, et cetera. Mm. It's, It's an upscale clothing line. And it's not for everybody, and it doesn't fill every need for, every, for a woman's closet. So it's just been such an unbelievable opportunity at this stage of my life to start this career that I love so much, and I get to work with women. And like we talked a little bit earlier, Sam, but it's not about being the most stylish and having you know, every top trend, it's all about wearing what you're going to feel confident in. So in every woman, for for every woman, that's different. So that's really my business. And I can do anything out of the box. And through my business, I've really been allowed to raise thousands of dollars for organizations, which I'm super proud of, because really, I'm my own boss. So I've done fashion shows, I've done so many auction items. I do a lot of mini events with people are shopping for a cause. So it's just been a beautiful thing. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because before this COVID thing, I would always like pinch myself, like, how long is this going to last? Like, I love this. I have to do this until I can't work anymore. Like I, I, and so this happened and it, you know, things will be different and I'm going to have to reinvent maybe a few things of, because I feel like the world will come back a little different and being quarantined in our house. I think women are feeling, I really don't need much. And Mm. all I want to do is wear sweats. So it's going to change a little bit, but like everything else, we'll adjust and go from there. Well,
0: I love, okay. I have so many questions, but first I, I love what you just said where you're, you just said, women are thinking, I just want to wear sweats and that's it. And I have to say, that's exactly, we were joking before we started recording this morning about how I'm just online shopping for the best sweats and all the different sweat options. But there is a little voice inside my head saying like, I can't wait to actually get dressed again. Like I like it will be yeah. a nice feeling to actually get dressed in like cute clothes, you know, just, um, I am looking forward to that day, but I have to ask you, so just going back for a second on, um, your career and then making the leap to now having a storefront in Madison park. So that it seems to me without knowing the industry very well, that seems like maybe a little bit of a scary move. So I want to ask you about that and were you scared and what gave you
1: the courage to just take the leap? Well, it's funny because like I said earlier, I'm a very gut person and once I'm in, I'm a hundred percent in, like I don't look back. And I think I got a lot of that from my husband as well. So a friend of mine was selling Carlisle, which is the same company as etc. just the higher end collection. And she had had this showroom that... I loved, but I never thought I would ever have a showroom because I had it out of my house. People loved coming to my house. And then about a year ago, she decided she's getting out of the business and would I be interested? And I was like, absolutely not. I can't take on anything else. And then I knew I was going to become an empty nester. And I was driving home from this networking group that I'm in, which is unbelievable, called Seattle Execs. And I was driving home one day and I said, you know what? this is like the perfect time who knew that COVID would come, but this is the perfect time for me to really step out, be in a different area, have some place to go. It's, it's like a girl's dream, the showroom. And, you know, we, we made the, I made the change and I was so excited about it. And it's been such a joy to have. So it, it was just, I think with all the decisions in my life, it feels right. It, it just comes, and it it is a little bit of a scare and a little bit of a risk. But if it feels right inside me, I'm like I'm in. So yeah. In fact, I want to ask you. You had mentioned to
0: me when we were talking earlier. You you told me a story about um, you know, the feeling that you had after you did your first closet, and that and I wanted you to to talk just a little bit about that because I think that was probably validation for you that you were
1: on the right path, right? Yeah. I I think for me, and we talked about this a little um, last week, you know, doing somebody's closet is such an honor and it's a very humbling experience. And I think I'm very mindful that women are very self-conscious of another woman coming into their closet because it really is a very, very personal thing. You're in their personal space. You see what they have. You see their messes you know, you see everything. So I think for me, the kind of person I am, I think one of the gifts that I have is really being able to put people at ease and being able to relate to really any kind of person. So, and I've done, you know, Sam, we talked about this. I've done super fancy closets and I've done teeny tiny closets with, you know, very minimal clothing in it. So I get in the closet and, you know, get to know the client, of course, and see what their ultimate goal is for the closet. And it's just instant connection. It's Mm -hmm. just instant connection. Like, and transformation happens. It's, it's, it sounds very superficial because it's a closet, but we all start our day in our closet and it really can affect your mood because we all have a sea of clothes and, many times go into our closet and say, I have nothing to wear. I'm so frustrated. So really the closet is where we're able to start our day and feel great and look great. And then you can go out in the world and do whatever you need to do.
0: It's so, so, yeah, I love that Susie. And I think it's, um, it's so interesting. So I told you this story, but I'll tell it uh, to the listeners too, because, you know, I pretty much just bare my soul on every podcast (laughs) radio show. Anyways, um, which is so I've actually been watching you. How long have you been doing closets?
1: I've been doing closets at least for the last like six years.
0: Okay. So I've been um, watching you, I've been keeping my eye on you. And for about the past two years, which is about how long I've been on social media, Mm -hmm. I have watched you. And we have some mutual friends. So I'd also heard, you know, about the work you were doing. And in my mind, um, I always thought, oh my gosh, I would love to have Susie come and do my closet. I just would love to, I am, um, I love to shop and I love a good deal. And I, um, tend to go for quantity over quality and that's like something we'll talk i talk about that we'll right so that's something that. i've actually had to really really work at sort of breaking my habit of and that is true in over the years in all areas of my life like i've had to really break myself of that even like in buying home furnishings and things right so um i always had this idea of how amazing it would feel as i'm getting older and i'm trying to simplify a lot of other things in my life, I've thought about how great it would feel to also just be one of those people who literally just has like the most beautiful basics and always just looks like put together and and it and it's very simple. Like in my head, I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I used to think like, oh, I really want Susie to come do my closet. And here's what I told myself: I would tell say things to myself like. Um, okay, well, we're going to, we're, we are planning at the time we were planning on remodeling our master bedroom. And so, Ooh, I'm kind of embarrassed to have Susie come do my closets right now today. But after we remodel, I am going to have Susie come do my closets. And wouldn't, you know, like i wanted to actually have you on the podcast for, since I started it, but wouldn't you know that after we did remodel our master bedroom and our closets, I did decide that it was the right time. And I'm just telling that story because it is a layer. If you're looking at, um, like the layers of vulnerability for women, like you're saying it is, it's not just about the clothes. Like the clothes are great, right? Like the clothes are fun. If you're someone that likes clothes and it's actually about allowing someone to see the more vulnerable side of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, because it's something, you know, I talk about on the show a lot, this whole idea around perfection, like the idea of having someone come in and like open my, I would feel the same way about someone cleaning my kit out, my kitchen cabinets, right? It's like someone opening the doors Mm -hmm. um, and that feeling of, vulnerability and like oh gosh okay well let me just be really honest like when it comes to this i don't have it all together um yeah. I, it's really what you do to me is really just a a metaphor for like helping people feel more comfortable being vulnerable and mm-hmm. i really believe you know when you mentioned before you were like i know it sounds superficial i actually want people to really think about this. And and I've talked about this before, but I believe, and I think you believe this too, everyone has a gifting. Like we all have, there's not one person that's walking this earth that doesn't have a gift that they are supposed to put out to the world in, in a way that they are supposed to help use that gift to help humanity. And I think, I, I don't know if you know who um, St. Francis Azizi is, but he, mm-hmm. my daughter goes to a Jesuit high school and um, okay. he is a, a saint that they talk about sometimes. Of course. He has this quote and I love it. And it, it he said it right before he died. And it is, I have done what was mine to do. Now you must do what is yours to do. And I, I love think, that. Right. I think about that love because it. I think for you, Susie, like it would be easy to just on face value, be like, this is about clothes. This is a very technical thing. I'll come in. I'll simplify for you. I'll get you looking good and send you out into the world. That's not actually what it's about. That is like one of the byproducts. It's like one of the results, but actually what you're doing is actually holding space for women to be vulnerable and building a deep relationship with them. And I'm sure I want, I want to talk about this, um, about some of the transformations you've seen, but I first just, I want to ask you, um, I want to ask you what the work is rooted in for you. And, but you know what, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to start with that question. What is it rooted in for you? And then we're going to move on to how it happens. Okay. Great. Great. So everyone, we will be right back. You are listening to the Imperfection Wins Show on KKNW 1150. Hey, everybody. I wanted to take a moment and tell you about the resources on my newly launched website, samwilling.com. If you are looking for some tools to help you identify your unique value, say no to fear, simplify your to-do list, or practice gratitude, go on over to samwilling.com and click on the Growth Toolkit tab. There, you'll find free, downloadable tools that are beautifully crafted and helpful. If you're interested in listening to some of the earlier Imperfection Wins podcasts, you can find all episodes under the Podcast tab. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter or send me a message while you're there. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com. That's samwilling.com. Happy listening. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm here today with Susie Cohen, personal stylist and lover of people. So Susie, right before we went to break, I um, threw out a question that I really want to know the answer to, and I like to ask this of all my guests. Like, when I watch you on social media and the interactions that you and I have had, it is very obvious to me that your work is rooted in love. So love for people. So I just want to know where does that come from for for you? Was it how
1: you were raised? What, what, what is that in you? You know, Sam, it's such a great question. And it really had me thinking last night when I was thinking about the questions, I mean, I think for me, I can't even remember a time in my life where love wasn't the force for me. Mm. You know, love and people is really my force. It's like, there's nothing I do that isn't out of love. Like every interaction is, and maybe it came from a place of, you know, my parents got divorced when I was 13. And, you know, I vividly remember, like I have to be, I have to be perfect. I have to take care of my mother. I have to always do the right thing. And I've just always been around very close family. You know, I live, I'm from New York. My family's back on the East Coast, but I couldn't be closer with them. You know, I still have my childhood best friends, my college best friends. So I don't lose people. I just, mm. it's just always been, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the way I was raised and if people are my treasures it's it it, you know I don't I I don't I can't really answer it because it's just it's just who I am and I think it's led me to every single decision in my life and my business which you know started out selling clothes it's it's not that at all it's so much deeper than that Mm -hmm. and you know my business at the little gym was just completely rooted in like in love so everything I've done everything my kids have done is really I think love is the 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 overlying umbrella for it all that must be
0: why you and I get along so well
1: yes my love (laughs) yes
0: but I will say it's interesting I think what you just said you said I don't lose people and I think that's really beautiful Susie because I don't know first of all I don't know how you keep up with people I think that's amazing in itself with how busy the world is today um But I would say for me, and I maybe am more introverted, maybe I sometimes feel a pang in my heart because I have lost people. And I think a lot of it for me is um, my heart wants to keep in touch with everyone. And I think I make friends pretty easily and I love so many people but my energy, the way that I spend my energy or my energy doesn't always allow me to hang on to everyone. And so I just want to say that because I think it's really beautiful that you, you were obviously made for this. I mean, you, when you say you can't remember a time where love wasn't driving you, I think that is like, you were obviously born with this and you have passed it down to your children, which I think is, also so beautiful and i think i hope you just um take a moment and just hug yourself for the fact that you just said you don't lose people because i think you know that that is i've lost some people um that don't want to be lost but i don't have the time yeah. or yeah. make the time to nurture those relationships and i actually do feel sad about it because it's not my intent, but it is also the reality of my life and filling all the space yeah. in my life with other things. So anyway, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that to you. I think that's a really beautiful way to go through life. So, um, thank you, Sam. Anyway, that's kind of a side note that wasn't really in our, in our show plan, but I think it's lovely. Thank you, Sam. You're so, so cute. Okay. Well, so let's talk about styling because this is important and I just want to take the fear out of it for people because it can be a scary topic and it can sound overwhelming and it can be it, it it sounds like the word like using a stylist sounds like it is for the elite, the wealthy. Um and I know just from talking to you that that is not what your work is rooted in. So, will you just walk us through the services that you provide, and how you work with clients.
1: Of course. So I have three aspects of my business, but before I start that, my clients are basically from the ages of 13 to 90. My clients are people that are on a strict budget and many are not. I work with executives, stay-at-home moms, women that are retired and travel a lot, teens and millennials. And So really i have the whole gamut and so my my business is three-part i have my showroom where i show the etcetera and carlisle collections about eight times a year and how that works is people make private shopping appointments with me and i show them the collections there are four collections a year fall winter spring and summer and it's just a beautiful, fun experience. They come to the showroom, we have coffee, we chat, we find out what their needs are. I pick some pieces. I've had clients since I've started. I, and it really is word of mouth how people find me. So that's really the gist of the Carlisle and et cetera. And it's wonderful because I know what they buy every year so I can suggest things that might work with their closet, you know, for the following season. So, and for me, it's not about filling people's closet with stuff. It's really about teaching women how to shop mindfully. So they have those pieces in their closet that are going to work for them and that are going to inspire them. And when they go to their closet, they have clarity and they don't have all that noise. So that's the etc and Carlisle piece of my business, which I'm so passionate about. I miss having people there, but I'm hoping it will be good in a few months because it really is one-on-one shopping. So the second piece of my business, which is really where it all begins. And I really, for some reason in the last two years, closet edits have been the rage. I don't know, something went off where everyone wants to do a closet edit. So a closet edit is basically, you know, meeting with a client in their closet and together we go through piece by piece and decide whether we're going to donate, consign, alter or keep. And I also, one of the services I also provide is once we decide on those piles, I actually take the piles with me and I'm very familiar with the local consignment stores and I know who will take what. So I bring this clothes to the consignment stores for the ladies and set them up an account and then they get a check. So it kind of makes people feel better because so many women have spent so much money and then they're getting rid of clothes. So it really feels great to them to be able to recycle them. And we can do a whole other segment on consignment stores because I am so passionate about them. And I love our local consignment stores, which I pray will make it through this COVID. And I've also been known to sell stuff out of my car, sell stuff at dinner parties <laughs> for my clients. So it is so much fun. I, can't, I, I, I love it. I have so many stories. And then I also create outfits that you never knew you had. So a closet edit, like I said before, is not about I'm going to go through your closet and then I'm going to give you a list of a million things you need to buy. I always send a follow up list of what will help them make a more complete wardrobe and then, you know, certain accessories that may work for them. And then we reinvent, we refresh and recycle. And that's kind of my tagline, reinvent, reinvent, refresh, recycle your wardrobe. So that's really how the closet works. And again, every client is different with what they want. I've had clients that just want me to come over and make outfits with what they currently have. And I really am a big, big proponent of shopping within your closet because there's so many things in women's closets that they don't really know that they have, or they don't know how to wear it. And I also believe think out of the box, take a jacket that you think is only a work jacket and rock it with denim and a graphic t-shirt. So Really, you shouldn't be wearing clothes the same way unless you're wearing the mother of the bride dress, really. Like everything can be worn so many different ways. So that's the closet piece. And then the personal shopping piece, which is also one of my favorites. And like I said, I take women to Target, to Neiman's, to Nordstrom, to any store that they want to go to and anything within their budget. So if you tell me I have $500 to spend, I know what stores to take you to. So what happens is I get there before my client and many times I don't know the client. I do a little research on them. We, we, you know, we have conversations. They meet me. I send them to the dressing room because I have a dressing room filled with clothes and I keep running back and forth and back and forth, see what works, see what doesn't. But I have to tell you, Sam, I leave every personal shopping on such a high with tears in my eyes because a hundred percent transformation happens. You see people start trying new things that they normally wouldn't try. And it's super fun for them because they don't have to be in the store. They are just in the dressing room and I'm, you know, getting them water and just, they're just, I'm just bringing them stuff. So it really is an amazing process. And I feel that I work super quick once they're paying at one store, I'm to the next door pulling the next stuff. So I really want to make it super efficient and, you know, get their money's worth. And wow. I, do a lot of just, I do a lot of just shoe shopping for people. And it's so awesome because they come and all the shoes are pulled for them. And it literally, I could sell eight pairs of shoes in 15 minutes. I'm, I'm serious. It's just, it's so much fun. It's 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 such a great process. And what you, just to touch on a little bit about what you said about earlier about, you know, having a stylist is only for the wealthy. It's only for people really into fashion. My business is completely the opposite. Yes, I have a lot of people into fashion, but I would say at least half of my clients don't have a clue, really have to work on a budget, and just don't even know where to start. The mall completely drains them. It gives them anxiety. It overwhelms them. And for me, I'm completely fed by it. So it's just hiring somebody can save you so much time, and so much money, and most of all, it will give you clarity and confidence and joy. And so, it—it's it, just I feel so blessed that I'm able to do this for women. I really, really do. I
0: love that's so great. And I wanted a few of the things. So I was taking some notes while you while you were talking. And some of the things that I love that you commented on are, um, you know, words like transformation and mindful and clarity. Um, I also love the term closet edit instead of closet clean out. I've been saying closet clean out, but I actually love what you're saying, which is closet edit. And yeah. I think that what it made me instantly think of was um, there's also been a lot of talk another term that's sort of been around for the last couple of years is doing about doing a life edit. And I think like this is the the closet edit is probably an edit that women um don't usually give themselves permission to hire someone for and like i said i think it's a mental thing right you use the word stylist you feel like you could never justify it but when i'm listening to you and i'm thinking about my own habits and i think about how many things i have purchased and then you know given away or donated, um, because it wasn't, I I wasn't in love with it or it wasn't the right thing or whatever, whatever the reason, um, I actually think being more mindful in the way that I'm spending in my process in selection would have saved me a ton of money in the past. And yes, a ton of anxiety. You know, I, I think one of the things that, um, has happened for me in the last probably year my life has been fairly busy i ha i don't have time really to go to the mall um and especially right now where we're at home you know my wardrobe everything is very simple there's not a lot of thought that goes into it um and now i look at my closet i've been looking at it over the last couple of weeks thinking about this show and thinking There's so much in there that someone would love and could use that I don't love. Um, But everything you're saying, what I love is that you're basically saying you take the stress out of it for people. You take the anxiety out of it. 100%. Right? So if I have you helping me make decisions, helping me gain clarity, um, I, I equate it to, like, I have a girlfriend who is an interior designer, and she is gracious enough to help me sometimes on some of the things in my home. I'm not someone who uses a a designer very much, but she has amazing taste. And so I'll ask her. So a couple of years ago, I had her help me do the same thing an edit on my house with, you know, accessories and, and different things like that. And one of the things that I learned about myself was that I see something and I fall in love with it and I buy it. Like there's not a lot of um, intention or mindfulness. And so now after working with her, I will be in a store and I'll see something and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I love that picture so much. And I'll text her a picture of it and say, what do you think about this? And she always texts me back and always says, I think it's beautiful and you don't have one place to put it.
1: And I, I literally, it. I, I
0: literally, it. yeah, and I don't buy it. I literally just walk away. And it's like enough for me in my head to be like, it's, it is, it's beautiful. And I don't have one place to put it. And so when I think of actually the freedom that that has given me in my home, I actually think of how lovely it would be to have that freedom also just in what I'm wearing. It's just another part of my life that
1: could use a good edit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked, you mentioned something earlier about, oh, if it's expensive, it's great. You know, I worked with a doctor and she had a closet filled with, you know, expensive stuff that did not serve her. So, you know, don't be afraid to try, you know, high, low. There's so many ways to, you know, have great quality pieces and then also sprinkle in, you know, the high, low effect. It's all about, you know, it's all about each woman finding their own personal style you know what works for them.
0: I love it and I actually have to say it's so comforting um to hear that you do shop at all of these different places and that you do mix and that you do, um, I, I think sometimes there can be some pressure that women may feel or maybe actually be there um through using stylists or designers where it's like, no, this is expensive and this is the best. Like you have to have yeah. the best. And I think yeah. that, that lead that is probably part of why this sort of stigma exists, right? With using a stylist. It's like, oh my gosh, they're gonna they're gonna, you know, pressure me into like all these expensive clothes and then I'm gonna feel sick about it. And it's and actually yeah. what I'm hearing through our conversation is that it's actually
1: about freedom and mindfulness. A hundred percent, Sam. A hundred percent. This is getting me so excited for COVID to end and resume the world. Oh.
0: I'm back. so excited. I'm so excited. So I have to so I have to ask you one question. Oh, well, there's three in our, let's see, four minutes left. Um, what advice would you give to women right now who are on the edge of starting something new and being an entrepreneur or like maybe like me, they're sort of in this messy middle space of their entrepreneur journey.
1: What would what would advice are you giving yourself right now? And what would you say to other women? I mean, I think What you said the other day really resonated with me. That you know, this podcast for you, it's it's like it's your calling. So I feel like if something's your calling, you got to go for it. You know, and trust your gut. You know, trust your gut, and if it feels right, try it. Yeah. You know. So honor the call, right? Honor the call. get call.
0: Get to doing what you're meant to be doing. Absolutely. Um, Susie, I know you
1: have a favorite quote. Will you share it with us? Well, this is one of them. It's by Leo Biscaglia. It's love is life. And if you miss love, you miss life.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so perfect for you too.
1: Yeah, I really like that quote.
0: So Susie, will you share with people how they can learn more about you, how they can work with you? Yes, of
1: course. So, I'm very active on my Instagram and it's at Style with Susie, S U S I E. I do have a website, stylewithsusie.com, but you can also text me, 425 443 2342. And I, I get a lot of um, interest through my Instagram and really through word of mouth. So, if you don't follow me, I'd love a follow. I'll follow you back. And I usually post something every day.
0: Fantastic. And for my own curiosity, how long does a closet
1: edit take? Like oh, how, what is that question. process? Great question. We didn't get to that. I would say the average is about three hours. Okay. The average really is about three hours. For some people, it could be a few days, but that's very rare cases. You know, Usually okay. three hours should be great.
0: Okay. And so if people want to start doing this, as soon as we are allowed to move around and be with with each other again, they can
1: just book an appointment with you? Absolutely. They can just text me or, you know, call me, message me, whatever works. Fantastic. Great.
0: Okay, listeners, that is a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, share, and leave a review for the show on iTunes and check out my website, samwilling.com, and follow me on Instagram at imperfection.wins. And I hope you'll join me next week when I talk to another fabulous guest. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace.